Welcome to the Love, Sex and Intimacy podcast for women who want to experience intimate relationships and sex that are pleasurable and passionate, happy, thriving and deeply fulfilling. With my very special guest experts guiding lights and pioneers in their specialist areas, we'll be breaking down the myths, exploring the difficult stuff, the good stuff and seeing what's possible for love, sex and intimacy at this time of rapid change. In these candid and intimate conversations, I'll be bringing you the best of sex and relationship education, full of practical ways to support and inspire change in your intimate life. I'm your host, Sarah Rosebright. Whether you're curious about what's possible or you're already committed to exploring, I'm so happy you are here. Hey, I am super delighted today to be joined by Laura McPhee. And Laura is a speaker, healer and coach, and she runs a business supporting coaches, healers and heart centered entrepreneurs to increase their impact and income. And one of the ways she does this is through pleasure, orgasms and all these wonderful things um, through the erotic blueprints, which you may have heard or seen about the erotic blueprints, which were showcased on Sex, Love and Goop. And if you haven't seen that series uh, on Netflix, absolutely check it out. And the erotic blueprints are, um, there's five erotic blueprints and each of them are a different flavor of our sort of sexual expression, uh, our erotic expression. So Laura brings her full power, sensuality and passion and yumminess to this conversation. And she shares all about the erotic blueprints, going into some detail about what the different types of the blueprints are their shadows and superpowers. Each blueprint has shadows. Each blueprint has superpowers. She shares how to explore the blueprints if you and your partner have different erotic blueprints, how you can explore the blueprints on your own. Um, some really practical stuff around what to do if you feel uncomfortable about your partner's erotic blueprints or what to do if you're nervous about sharing your erotic blueprints with somebody else how you can touch in each of the erotic blueprints, how that differs between the types, how communication can be different in each erotic blueprint, and how it's possible to have hot sex for a lifetime with the erotic blueprints. And there's some more things we cover as well. And I'll put a link to the erotic blueprints in the show notes to the quiz. So you can go online and take the erotic blueprints quiz, which I highly recommend um, to do. I really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed it. Welcome to this episode, and I am super excited today to be joined by Laura McPhee. Welcome, Laura. Hello, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I'm really feeling your excitement, and I'm really <laughs> delighted and looking forward to diving into this conversation with you today. <laughs> so I'd love you to start with sharing about what it is that you do in the world. Yeah, I love supporting other heart-centered entrepreneurs and coaches and healers and mission-driven humans in having the income, the impact, the pleasure, the joy, the bliss, the ecstasy, the hot sex that they're desiring so that they can serve the world from their overflow and they truly get to live the lifestyle they love. So that's flowed me in a number of directions. I can share about my background and all the things. So yeah, super exciting yeah. to share <laughs> <laughs> thank you no I'd love to hear about what brought you to this place love to hear some yeah. of your story mm -hmm, definitely so I've always been a super seeker like I was always such like a <laughs> high achiever in school so when school kind of got done in high school I was like oh you can like read books on relationships and from a young age I wasn't able to orgasm so I'm like let's start looking into orgasm stuff and finding ways to find about women's pleasure and all those things started to get like really interested in me. And then at around 2015, I started to really dive into personal development work, getting private support and coaching and theta healing and all the things. And I'm like, okay, I got so much benefit from this. I'm so excited to share this with the world. So I became a theta healer or a master practitioner. I like, like grew and evolved and expanded so quickly from there. I like 
literally went to all the Tony Robbins events. So I'm a master university grad in that world from like the more masculine energy in the coaching phase. I also got really into the erotic blueprint world. I became an erotic blueprint coach and then mentored under Jaya for the past two and a half years, which has been so special as she's been stepping away from the erotic blueprints for us to like step forward as leaders in the community. And yeah, I'm trained in accelerated evolution, but also I am claircognizant. I'm a reflector in human design. I have a bunch of tools that I love to support the other human souls in the world and being their best selves and really getting to be the change. Mm, yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that we're going to be exploring today is the uh, erotic blueprints is the sort of the yeah. conversation we had because there's so much to explore there. Um, mm -hmm. I'd love to come back to something you said about serving from overflow because I know yeah. a lot of people that um, are listening to the podcast are entrepreneurs but mm. also mums and and, and all, doing all sorts of different roles so what does that mm. look like to serve from overflow? Yeah like I feel like the oxygen mask on thing is like base level self-care and when we choose to become practitioners and are like oh wow like this is a bigger energy level this is like a bigger responsibility in the world to hold for others it's so much more important for, for us to serve ourselves first so it's not just self-care it's like devotional rituals to our health and well-being whether that's like for me it's every three weeks i get a 90-minute massage i have all my self-care daily things and weekly and quarterly and i go on trips and i do things that light me up inside so that I get to truly be the best version of myself, be serving from overflow. And that also doesn't mean wait to be perfect for anyone listening, being like, I'm not perfect yet. I don't have all the money. I don't have all the space. I don't have all the time. Like I came from like super burnt out corporate world. So it was baby steps over time of getting a little bit more water in my day, a little bit more healthy food, smoothies. It was little tiny baby steps over weeks and months and years that have led me to the place where it's like, yeah, serving from overflow feels so much better. Yeah, and I love that little tiny baby steps because for people listening, that might mm -hmm. be like, oh my God, but actually that's so doable. And um, what other, you sort of like, there's nutrition and, and, and hydration and things. Um, is there some other little baby steps you could share in terms of some like some devotional practices or rituals that people could do that are simple? Yeah, like the simple one that came to mind first was like putting your moisturizer or foundation or whatever lotion or cream that you're putting on your face putting it on in pleasure instead of just like, wait, 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 get it done to go to the next thing, step, step, step to like complete your day. Like really pausing, breathing, slowing down, slowly caressing your face as you put your lotion on, on your face, on your hands, on your body and making it an intentional practice. And that's giving love to yourself and falling in love with yourself deeper. Like you would want to massage like amazing oil into a partner you'd be like "Ooh, I'm my best lover I'm my best partner because you're with yourself 365 24 7 <laughs> year after year <laughs> so that is a really beautiful practice just like touching your body more with intention so like caressing yourself holding yourself if you're sad like putting your hand on your heart or getting to more fun things which I believe we can get into some pleasure practices later of actual things that you can do to put pleasure first to touch your body to engage even solo so you can do it with partners you can do it by yourself there's no excuse not to really like rejuvenate your body through pleasure mm, beautiful and uh, yeah i just love that simple ways we can fill ourselves up and i love the word you use is intentional mm. and bringing that yeah. intentionality into what we do mm. and how that changes just those simple practices every single day so yeah <laughs> yum, yum. and then you can like add to it it's like cool so we have the simple practice of putting lotion on do you want to put something on the diffuser do you want to put music on like how can you make it even more pleasurable and add more and more pleasure layer by layer in yeah yeah and it's doing the things that we do just differently it's not about adding more to our day is it because sometimes yeah. people feel so overwhelmed and just by doing those things differently what that expands for us is amazing yes mm -hmm. yeah so thank you so mm -hmm. you um uh, are uh, deep in the erotic blueprints world and you mentioned yes. jaya who birthed mm -hmm. the blueprints and yes. many of you who are listening have watched sex love and goop and would have mm -hmm. seen the demonstration mm -hmm. of the blueprints which has just touched so many hearts and souls and genitals across the world yes <laughs> so good <laughs> So, but also there may be people mm. listening who are, I've never heard of them or maybe a little bit. So could you share what are the erotic blueprints? 
Yeah. So I love to link them to like the five love languages because most people in these spaces have heard of the love languages. So to be like, it's like love languages only for pleasure, passion, intimacy, sex with yourself and with your partner. So just like there's five love languages, there's five blueprint types. So there's energetic, sensual, sexual, kinky, and shapeshifter. And just like we can be speaking the wrong quote love language to our partner and missing each other that can happen in the bedroom as well where one partner is highly energetic and that's the top of their stack and another partner's sexual and that's what they're opening with and they're just missing each other and it creates conflict and flights and sometimes opposites attract so it's like it tends to be there's partnerships where couples have different blueprints or a different stack in their blueprints so it really allows you to have the knowledge and the framework and understanding to understand yourself to understand your partner and to be able to build bridges together so you can have so much fucking pleasure <laughs> and can you share in sort of more detail what mm -hmm. those different blueprints look like yes definitely <laughs> it's so good so energetics the first one and energetics love tease anticipation and space and what that looks like for a touch for example would be if you like put your arm out and your other hand a foot or two above it just like feeling into the energy field and people who are energetic are like oh yeah there's heat there there's tingly i can feel that like rubber band energy like if you had a rubber band and you're pulling on it like oh there's something there and then if you go closer slowly to the skin and just lightly 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 brush the little hairs on your arm that's what energetics love the slow and it feels so good to them but the downside of being so sensitive is that they can get overrun or overwhelmed by people coming at them too quick, too hard, too fast. And that tends to be, especially in the North American and European world, what we're shown on TV, which is sex, which is go for penetration, the sexual blueprint. So there's often the story, at least, where it's like one partner just like wants to get to the orgasm, wants to like rip off the clothes and penetrate within seconds and that just like completely shuts down the energetic it overwhelms their system they're not turned on enough yet but the other side is that they have superpowers where you can orgasm without touch you can have like you saw in sex love and goop really like soul expanding life-changing heart-opening orgasms like so deep so powerful with that intentionality, with that energy play. Like I've had better virtual sex than normal people have actual <laughs> sex. Like energetic has tons of superpowers and it needs to be really honored. Otherwise it's in its shadow and needs to do the healing to kind of rebuild times that maybe that person has said yes when they really weren't turned on enough yet or didn't have the voice in the moment to say hey I'm not turning off on enough yet and like I don't want to spend 40 minutes doing this well sure let's just have sex like there tends to be some numbing out there or shutting down of that sexual expression so there can be healing in that space hmm. then sensuals love all of their senses and they can have orgasms through all of their senses. And they love to be caressed and massaged and smell delicious things and eat yummy food. And you can have foodgasms and it's just so fucking good. So you might be essential if you have really soft pillows and throw rugs and blankets all over your house and you just like love the feel of your like soft or silky clothes you might be essential if you have all that and sensual superpowers is that they can have full body orgasms they can have orgasms all over their body i rewired my body to have all kinds of orgasms that aren't genital related which is super fun that i can have them from stroking my hand or like in between my elbow area like there's so many places that you can like rewire to pleasure and it's so good and so juicy and there's different flavors of these orgasms so sensuals have all of that as their superpowers and then like the shadow side of that is that we can get in our heads so if you're in your head you're not 
connected to your body. So you're not connected to that pleasure yet. And a lot of sensuals really need to like relax before sex versus like if they have a sexual partner, a sexual partner wants to have sex to relax. So there can be some like mismatch there and just like the communication and the understanding piece. But when sensuals do the things that they need to do to drop into their body, to toggle between their day into an erotic experience that they're about to have, they get to open and have that body awareness that's so deep and so beautiful and not be in their heads to be like, oh, I have to do laundry. Oh, there's like that dirty sock on the corner of the bed and I don't want it to be there. <laughs> or like thinking like, oh, the like lights are too bright. And I'm like, what's he thinking of me at this angle? Like those kind of thoughts. So doing the healing work on that allows more superpowers to come through. Mm. Mm. <laughs> then there's the sexual. And sexuals sometimes get a bad rap, but understanding that sex to them is like food, water, air can bring so much more love to the heart of their partner. If they're like, why do you just want to fuck me? Like, why do you just want to like get to the sex when there's that miscommunication, but understanding that like sexuals need sex to relax, that it's that important to them tends to bring a lot more like breath and space and love and understanding to that. And we tend to know what sexuals are. They love genitals. They love penis and vagina sex. They just like want to get to the orgasm. They want to get to the climax. So their superpowers, they can go zero to 60 and 3.5. That's fucking great. <laughs> but because that's how they're wired and because that's how they've experienced life and they've been shown it on TV that there's 30 seconds of sex happening really quick. So they have to tear off each other's clothes and then they're just done. <laughs> so they can sometimes not understand why the energetics taking so long, why the sensual is taking so long, why it's so complicated. Why does sex have to be so, like, why do we have to dim the lights, turn on the music? And why is that song better than this song? Like it can be confusing, to them. <laughs> but the more they do work on that, the more they can also enjoy their blueprint, enjoy their partner and also expand. Cause all of these blueprints can also expand into each other, which is super fun. The next one is kinky. <laughs> And kinky can be both psychological and sensation-based. So kink can be anything that you think is taboo. If you grew up being like missionary is the only quote good sex, sex on the bathroom floor could be super kinky and taboo to you. And that's your like psychological kink that we're like having sex outside of missionary in the bedroom. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be sensation-based, which is the scratches, the slaps, the playing with impact, playing with BDSM, playing with all the fun role plays and fantasies that you can do in that realm. So kink has a superpower that it's so creative that it can literally be anything. Like I'm with like the top sex experts in the world who've been doing this world work for decades and decades. And they're like, there's still more, there's still more, there's still more to discover. Oh my gosh, there's this thing, there's that thing it brings so much fun and play and expansion into eroticism, into our play. And unfortunately the shadow side of that, which can get into some things that hold people back from their kinky side or even wanting to look at it is the societal shame or them thinking that they're bad or wrong or their religion telling them that they were bad or wrong or a parent or someone along the way being grossed out by something when they were turned on by it and them shutting that part of themselves down, thinking that it's bad or wrong or that they're bad or wrong or dirty or disgusting. So doing the healing on that work allows them to open up and expand more. And then there's the shapeshifters <laughs> who want it all, who want it now, who are literally in love with all the blueprints, who need all the blueprints, who want to feel it all, who want to have one hand doing like spanking and another hand caressing and just enjoy all of it. So the superpowers is that they can go forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And it's so fucking good. And it's so playful and so creative and so fun. But the shadow side is that they'll think that they're too much, especially if they've had partners who are just one blueprint and only want to stay in one blueprint. They'll tend to shrink themselves to just be like, okay, well, I can please this person. I'll just keep doing this. I'll just keep doing energetic all day long and I'm being starved and all my others. So that's the piece to focus on and work on. And getting to do that work allows you to have so much fun and so much pleasure and so much bliss and so much ecstasy that it's just like, oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, thank you for so um, beautifully, not just sharing, but illustrating those five mm. blueprints. And mm. I love that they have these qualities of shadow and superpowers to them because mm. it's such a relief for people to go, oh, that's me, or that's yeah. what's my potential, or that's what's possible, or mm -hmm. the wonder I feel like that. It's just so affirming for people, isn't it? I see that all the time. And just mm -hmm. for those who aren't aware, it's like you go on and you do a quiz and you ask a series mm -hmm. of questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you get your percentages, don't you? So you might be 20% of each of them or 90% of one. And it gives yeah. you a variety, doesn't it? So Yes. Mm -hmm. And do you find, because the blueprints, when people are doing it, it's like, I, I love what you shared. It's like you can expand into all of them because it's like mm -hmm. a snapshot of where you are now, but yeah. also not to see that as something static because it's yeah. giving you an indication. But there's, like you say, after... There's always more to discover, always more mm -hmm. to discover. So, yeah, I'd just love to hear your wisdom on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Jaya, who's the creator of it, is like, we're all born shapeshifters. Like, we all have the potential to be shapeshifters, to have all the pleasure in sex and variety and orgasms that we're desiring, or that you might not quite know yet because you might be a little bit timid that you're like, oh, I have a little bit of a desire there. But you have that potential in you if you do have that like part of you right now being like, ooh what if I could have orgasms all over my body? How could I do that? I want that. There is that potential in all of us. It's not like you were born one thing and you can't change to another. So what I really love in the blueprints is that there's the whole journey that you can take to understand really deeply and determine your blueprint, learn how to feed your blueprint so you can be fed. So many of us don't even realize how starved we are in our blueprints. And then from there, you can heal the blueprints, you can heal into the next one that you want and expand into it. So that's especially important when you have a partnership where it's like one's a sexual, one's an energetic or a sensual, and they're just like not meeting each other at the time. So they can expand into the kind of like overlap that will support them in meeting each other more. And depending on the couple and depending on the situation, there's different ways that you can do that, which is super fun. So then in the expansion process, you get to have that trial and error phase where there's no wrong way to do this. It's just all learning information. And I really love taking the like idea of orgasm off the table. And I found this very important for me. Like I used to never orgasm from all my trauma and all my past and all the things. So me even getting to orgasm by the time I was 25 was like huge, massive, awesome, done tons of healing for it. So taking orgasm off the table can be so supportive for you to just be like, this is playtime, this is discovery time, this is just learning more about myself or my partner. So that all that like pressure is quote off the table. So you can actually dive in and be present with what's happening and not have an agenda, not have a goal. And that allows so much more energy to come through to flow. So you can follow that like intuitive guidance to like, ooh, let's try pulling hair here. Let's try doing like a slap on the thigh. Like allowing those little bits to just like naturally unfold as you expand together into whatever blueprints you're expanding into. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's so important for people to hear about framing it as playtime. Yeah, Because we're so in performance mode and then the pressure comes mm -hmm. in and all of these things. And then if you're with a partner, but also when you're on your own, just to have that permission to play and yeah. bring that quality of innocence and curiosity mm -hmm. um just yeah that's just such an important point and so you mentioned something else there about the different types so a common thing mm -hmm. is that people are have a different blueprint yes and mm -hmm. feel that they're incompatible so I'd love you to speak to that and also could you illustrate with some examples of how mm -hmm. different blueprints can, you know, if somebody's really dominant in sexual, someone else in energetic, because mm -hmm. we only really know the sexual blueprint. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'd love you to share how that might work. Yeah, definitely. So if a sexual is with an energetic, it's really important for the sexual partner to understand that their energetic partner has likely been overriding their boundaries consciously or unconsciously for a long time. And going slow, like slower than you thought was slow <laughs> to really meet them, to hear them, to understand them, to like hold them in their pain of like, yeah, I've overridden my boundaries. I've said yes, but my body wasn't a yes yet. 
to like really be with them during that healing portion so that they can feel safe, that they can feel valued and important, that you're like really going to be here with them on the journey of expansion and don't just still want to like get your fucking penis in their vagina or vice versa, whatever you're trying to get. Like there could be both ways that that's happening, or it could be same sex partners with each other as well, where it's just like, oh, there's this like part of the energetic that will have mistrust in their own boundaries or that their partner is going to hold that. So really slowing down to honor the energetic partner. Um, it's really beautiful on um, path to passion stages. Jaya tends to get an energetic and a sexual and they're at like opposite ends of the stage. And it's like massive stage and getting the energetic and the sexual partner to just feel into the energy and for them to like walk a couple steps forward as the energetic. And then what are they feeling there? How much energy are they feeling? And then walking a couple steps forward and feeling, okay, that's a lot more energy and taking a step or two back. So like even the energetic getting to really understand, oh, I'm an energetic. I never knew what I was before. I just knew that I wasn't like my partner or like my partners have been. So even the energetic learning, oh, this is how much energy I feel. And for the sexual partner to see, oh, wow, they're feeling me all the way out there is really important to know. So that then the energetic can slowly, slowly, slowly continue to stop and breathe and feel and then move forward and closer to their partner so that they can be like, wow, at all of these phases of me walking towards you, I felt this and I felt that and I felt this and I felt that. And sometimes the sexual partner can do different things where they can like not have their pelvis tilted as forward as they typically would. Like taking some breaths or grounding their sexual energy so that they're not just like in like forward motion, penetrate your soul energy mode of like wanting to get something like really like pulling that back and being in their own energy and breathing and grounding that in their sacral or grounding that into the floor. Like all of these little bits can support each of them to be like, oh yeah, I did kind of feel a shift there. Oh, when I breathed into my sacral, you actually took four steps forward. You felt a lot safer and more open to come forward. So noticing those things, which will be different for every human and every couple, where your energy's at, and to go as fast as the slowest partner in the container that you're in. So their needs and desires are honored. And yeah, that's going to require a ton of patience for the sexual partner. And it's going to be so fucking worth it on the other side, believe me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's like a good beginning phase. Another one is for like the sexual partner to tune into their energy field more or take something like Reiki to learn how they can feel into the energy or playing a yes game by like standing above a partner with their hands like six or seven feet off their partner while they're lying down and just playing and being like, okay, with my eyes closed as a sexual partner, if I move my hands up and down, where do I feel heat? Where do I start to feel like tingles or pressure that like rubber band energy and just keep playing? Yes. Okay. Yes. I feel a little bit of something there. Okay. What is that? Can I feel more? Yes, I can feel a little bit more. What if I follow this and like flow with that and practice will make perfect here. So just like going to the gym, you're not going to be able to lift a thousand pounds of weight on your first try. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes it takes repetition to be like, Ooh, now I can feel this. Oh, I can feel when my partner's heart opens as the energetic, where they start to really like breathe and their body feels safe and their nervous system relaxes. Okay. And then you can like notice those little bits and little things and play with some of that energetic play that I was mentioning at the beginning with like really, really slow and like slower than slow. Like sometimes it's like millimeter by millimeter by millimeter by millimeter. And that can just like send all kinds of shivers and creas through your energetic partner. And it's like, whoa, I'm like not doing anything. I'm barely doing anything. Or like putting your hand on their heart and like holding them in that and like I've had all kinds of energetic orgasms from that. Like, like there can be so much pleasure from doing extremely small, teeny tiny, slow movements, which as a sexual doesn't think is really doing anything because the genitals aren't even involved, but it's doing so much for the energetic partner. And it allows the energetic partner to really know themselves better. And also for the energetic to play on their own time with their energy to be like, Ooh, what do I want? What do I desire? How can I get this? So there's just like mm, infinite opportunities of play there and deepening the intimacy and the connection and the love between the partners. 
especially when typically they get to the point of seeking out helper information. There's been multiple ruptures or fights or conflicts around things where they're like, oh, we're frustrated that the sex isn't working how sex quote should be working. So there tends to be things to unravel even in that. So going slow is my number one tip for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you brought in the ruptures that have happened because there can be maybe months or years of one partner feeling rejected um, or one person feeling shut down, all sorts of things, and that it takes time. um, And that how these practices can be so healing for that when they're Mm -hmm. done with intention and awareness. So if there's anyone listening who's who's in that space, what would you say to them? Yeah, definitely to like seek out support because we're not taught this. And I know that a lot of people just think that they quote should be good at sex, but you were like taught how to walk. Like you were like taught how to like drive a car. You were like taught how to do your job. But for some reason, people just think, oh, I should be able to do that. When you were born, you weren't able to like use the toilet. Like there was very few things you were just able to do. So like taking all the shoulds off the table and being open to reading, listening to these podcasts, hiring a coach, like getting the support that you need to allow you to be supported, to learn things, to relearn things, to let go of all the old hurts or wounds or junk that has been accumulating so that you can move forward in loving, like seamless, supportive, easeful ways versus a bunch of trial and error, trial and error. And like trial and error does work. Like I worked for a long time on my own self, trial and error, puzzle piecing it together, trying to figure out how do you even have an orgasm for the first time? Because I had so many shadows. I was in the shadows of almost every blueprint. And I'm like, oh, I fucking wish I had found the blueprints (laughs) way before, because that would have helped me so much. Like the framework of the blueprint system has been extraordinary. And it's been amazing to witness my clients go through it, to see friends and other people go through it and their stories. So like there's an erotic blueprint breakthrough program that like can walk you through those if you want to do it on your own, if you want to get a coach with it, like there's so many options of support that can really like hold you in learning instead of just feeling like, oh, I should know this. There's something wrong with me or wrong with my partner because we aren't just like clicking on this, but it's nothing wrong with you or your partner. You just get to learn together or by yourself because also just one partner doing this work has massively improved relationships. Mm -hmm. So even just one partner looking at this information can do wonders for the relationship. Beautiful. And you, so you talk there about sort of the sexual stepping into more of the energetic space and exploring that. Mm-hmm. Does it then happen that the sexual, the energetic then steps into how can they explore more of the sexual space? Yes. Tell me how it this might expand for a couple. Yeah. So whatever they're desiring, they can get. So if we have a couple that has started to do that healing work and the energetic is starting to like open more and have that healed, then they'll notice, oh, I have more desires here. And it could be that their stack, so their blueprint stack is that they want energetic first and then energetic opens up sexual. And I'm like, oh, that was happening to me my entire life. And I wasn't realizing it, that my stack was energetic. So I needed to feel safe, be relaxed, have the space, have the anticipation. Then I needed the sensual. I needed to drop into my body to be relaxed, to be touched and caressed. And then sexual would come online. So even understanding my stack where I'm like, oh, I'm not wrong or broken that I can't just like have a quickie in the bathroom ever. I'm like, okay, cool. I just have this exact pathway that has been what I've lived with. And oh, this now opens it. So it could be the energetics like, oh, now that I'm being met with my energetic and we've slowed down and we've healed these things. I desire to have my partner inside of me. I desire to be penetrated. I desire genital touch. I desire all of this now. And it could be still that they're like, oh, I'm a little bit timid because in the past, like, so like really allowing the energetic to kind of lead with that of like lead with like, "Mm, now I desire to suck a cock or like lick a pussy, like that they now want to like explore the genitals in a safe and slow way for them. And then they can start to be like, oh yeah, I get super turned on by looking at genitals. Ooh, like, yeah, I do want to hear that you have a hard cock and you want to play with me later. Like that those, because there's also speaking the blueprints. So sometimes energetics are like wanting the like lovely light. Like I'm so excited to worship at your temple later tonight after we have 
the moonlit stroll and like a sexual is like I want to get fucked like I want to fuck you I want like my hard cock inside your body and like then they can even work with the words first before they get the actual physical touch I'm like hmm maybe I do want to know that my partner has a hard cock waiting for me to come home later and that's now an opening in an energetic body of like hmm hard cock wants to be inside of me knowing that the hard cock isn't going to override their boundaries and they're not going to override their own boundaries so even starting to speak the blueprints more and more to each other can open that up and then bring more openness to the physical and then the energetic can totally have access to sexual first or still have their energetic stack of energetic then sexual or energetic something else in sexual like it will start to open up their pathways to pleasure yeah, I love that you share how they move move through the blueprints, you know, that we're not just in this, like, I'm an energetic, I'm essential, yeah. um, but how you might step into those to open up different gateways and depths to your pleasure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gorgeous. Mm. So, so what if you're freaked out by your partner's blueprints? And I suspect mm. here that kinky is the most common one for that. <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah I'd love you to speak to that because I know you know I've spoken to people who are almost scared of doing the blueprints of like what's this gonna say what's this gonna mean yeah. so I think there's two questions what if you're freaked out by your partner's blueprints or what if you're really scared to share what your desires really mm. are around your blueprints mm, such good questions Mm, okay so first one if you're scared of your partner's blueprint or uncomfortable or yeah yeah or like timid and don't understand it I'd invite you to get curious so curious with yourself first like hmm what's that what's that mean what's that showing up because it could be like oh I was raised catholic and kink is bad and wrong and a sin and it's like ooh, okay so there could be some inner work and healing that you could desire to do because you love your partner and you'd love to meet your partner where they're at and play at some level maybe one day and like might be intrigued by that at some level versus it being a total no. And even getting curious with your partner of like, okay, what is your fantasy? What is that kink? Okay, interesting. And just like having that as an information and I've definitely expanded into some of my partner's kinks by talking about it and hearing his turn on and like describing the fantasy where I'm now like separated from that person but I still have that fantasy where it's like his kink had become my kink because of how he talked about it and the energy and the turn on of it and the description of it. And it's like, oh, wow, that opened something inside of me. So being open to those possibilities of like, hmm, can you just listen to the story and it mean nothing? Can you listen and see where there's some like overlap of turn on within your body? Can you like allow yourself to be open and be like, hmm, well, there's some reason that I'm with this human. Is there something within me that's ready to be unlocked by this connection? because we both co-created our relationship at this time. So there can be all these different layers that you might be at or wanting to play with. And then just like really tuning into yourself and feeling into like where the overlap is. So if you don't want to like do a like BDSM 24 seven slave master relationship and that's their current kink, could you do a seam? Could you have really clear consent, really clear container on what the boundaries of this exact 20 minute scene is going to be know your colors know that red is absolute stop yellow is like we're slowing down and pausing and talking about this a little bit more or like green is like things are still good we're moving we're going and being like hmm what can we do in that 20 minute scene that feels good for the person who's like curious a little bit timid a little bit scared that they could see their partner like be in a dominant energy or be in a like puppy costume or be whatever that they're doing and feel into that and can they witness it? Can they like find some kind of like juice turn on yes for their own body to like co-create something in a small thing? It could even be five minutes to start where they get to explore and see, ooh, like, okay, like that was a no in my head. But then when I saw you do that, my pussy's getting wet. So, okay, there's some like intrigue there and just like play with it and have it not be so serious. Like so many people have such serious thoughts of sex and they're like oh yeah you don't like laugh in the bedroom like you go in to do the specific thing and it's like what if this just builds your relationship and it opens communication more and deepens your intimacy and understanding of your partner and love of your partner 
even if you decide, yeah, like that is so not my kink. That's beautiful that it's yours. It's totally not mine. How can you resource that yourself? And they can do that in their solo play. Like there's so many ways that you can work with it as a couple or watch them be in their solo play and like not have any interaction with them and just witness them and their joy and pleasure and being in their kinky solo play. There's so many different opportunities that they can choose to play with that feels good for both partners that allows some opening and expansion to come in. Mm. Yeah, I love there's so many possibilities in that answer. And I think that's uh, what Mm. I witnessed is that that get curious because there's such a, oh, it's that. So therefore it means that, or I imagine it's that. Mm. And actually, well, what is it about that that turns you on? And having this conversation, Mm. I've witnessed so many clients be surprised Mm-hmm. and kink so misunderstood and yeah. it's such a you know zillion shades of kink yes. <laughs> <laughs> and actually how you can negotiate and I also love that I've done this a lot with my clients is just try that the, the five minutes what's yeah. it like to play with that for five minutes because yeah. then it seems doable and not as scary as mm-hmm. diving into some big experience where you don't know whether it's going to start and it was when it's going to finish so right. just having these little pockets of play so thank Mm -hmm. you that's brilliant and so Mm -hmm. what if it's your desire whether it's whether it's sexual or energetic or kink but you're scared or uh, of of sharing your desires wondering if they're going to be heard um wondering what they might your partner might mean there could be a million reasons why you might be scared of sharing them I'd love you to share your wisdom around that for people yeah well first if you're in that place I am sending you such deep love from my heart because I've been there so many are like humans are there so like congratulations to you for like honoring Mm, this is where I'm at right now I'm allowing myself to see a desire and to feel it and to lean into it even like a millimeter more to get to know yourself more and then like oh it's so brave and I honor that so deeply in you that you also desire to be witnessed by a partner and that you have that nervous energy and what work you get to do with your own self is what part is coming up that's afraid what part of you is scared so for me I had like little girl parts who are afraid to be abandoned or rejected by my father again So it was terrifying at times to share with partners that I really love this, that I love having my foot worshiped and my like feet sucked, like, fuck yes, that's so good. But it was so scary because it's like, well, what if that freaks them out? That used to freak me out before it became my kink from another partner. I was like, ooh, who wants like feet are gross and it's on the ground and my like sensual shadow was like, oh, like, I don't know, I guess if you like immediately like wash my feet immediately before, like, but still like toes are kind of gross like ew like I understand because I had that viewpoint around foot fetish stuff before that became my kink and then sharing it with future lovers I'm like oh my god like what if they think of me how I used to judge myself so it could even be layers of judgment that you have from yourself that you have from society or parents or religion so you get to do that work on yourself so that you feel safe with yourself so that you're like yeah I have a fucking foot fetish and I love it. And I don't need to tell anyone because you don't need to come out to anyone and tell anyone that you have a specific fetish or that you love a specific blueprint or a specific touch. You don't have to tell anyone. There's no like rules or laws that say that you have to tell anyone. So breathe. Sounds good. But to love and accept yourself and to belong to yourself more, it can be really supportive in doing that inner work and doing that healing work or being held by someone else during that process that you can get to a place where you're excited about that for yourself, where you love yourself for that, where you get to play in that for yourself. Cause there's some part of you that's like curious about exploring it or going into it or like getting to enjoy all parts of it. So you get to do that on your own. And then you also get to take baby steps in deepening your relationships so that you feel like you have a safe container to share it with someone. So like I wouldn't necessarily be like, hey, I'm going to do this a week into a relationship that's new that I just like have an anxious detachment style and want to tell you all the things like building the foundation so that you can actually have loving, honoring, open, trusting communication with the human 
And you can preface the conversation with like, I love you. I love our relationship together. I really value our current connection. I desire to deepen it. I want you to witness me and see me deeper. I want to witness you and see you deeper and have a longer, deeper, more fulfilling, more loving, more pleasurable, more blissful, more ecstatic connection, whatever of those words that resonate with you. And if they're also on board with that and they love you, then you can be like, I'm going to share something that's really vulnerable. That's been on my heart and I've been doing work on it. And I'd love to share that with you. Do you have space to see me in this? And like literally have that really solid grounded container with the person that you're sharing with so that they can be present with you so that they can receive it well or have the opportunity to receive it well. And then share it with them and be like, okay, this is just information. This is knowledge about them and where they're at at this present point in time. Because just me with my foot fetish, five years ago, I would have been like, okay, like, cool for them, but not for me. (laughs) So also having that like open heart yourself sharing this, that they might have their own societal, personal, religious background that says things are good or bad and to not judge them for how they might think about it, perceive it or react to it. And to just be like, this is me and I love you. And I want you to see me. And the This Is Me song is really good to like listen to that over and over to like pump you up. That could be good. <laughs> How is that by? <laughs> um, uh, good question. I'll look it up real quick. It's The Greatest Showman is the ah, movie that it's from. Yeah, that's such a brilliant movie, isn't it? Yes. Amazing. So inspiring. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because I'm, I'm sure there's a number of people listening who will be feeling that. So, yeah. yeah. So... I I just want to emphasize, and they've touched on this, but I think it's important that this is all something that you can explore on your own. You can explore Mm -hmm. each blueprint for maybe people who are out there who don't have someone to explore it at the moment with. So I, Mm -hmm. you know, what would you say to to people listening in that place? Mm, Well, first I did find the thing. So the greatest showman, this is me. If you put that into YouTube, it's the first thing that comes up. (laughs) amazing yeah amazing um so if you're on this journey by yourself like a great starting point is to do the quiz so just from a brain point so the quiz doesn't test your entire body it's just okay what from your current version the snapshot in time your thoughts what blueprint are you so i can even give you a link for that so we can put it in the show notes so it's super easy for them and then from there you can get curious where it's like hmm okay my top blueprint is something that I've never heard of before that I just heard Laura talk about. And I like, I'm curious about going deeper. So there's videos online that Jai has done that other blueprint coaches have done. If you want to start at the free level, there's also an erotic blueprint breakthrough course that can be self study that you can go through. You can also get an erotic blueprint coach. I'm one. There's a whole directory of coaches who've been trained to work with this modality to get you to where you're wanting to go. And this can be done as a solo person or in a partnership as the couple together or one person in the couple, or it could be in a throuple or it could be in all kinds of poly arrangements. Like you get to do this in whatever space that you're in on your journey and take it one baby step at a time. Cause sometimes people get overwhelmed. They're like, oh, you can heal the blueprints. You can expand them. You can like speak them like, oh my gosh, there's so much like So instead of getting overwhelmed area, just like keep breathing, keep tuning back into your body because your body has such deep, innate wisdom and do that one baby step at a time where it's like, hmm, I'm feeling called to learn more about energetic. Let's learn more about that. And then do one baby step from there and one baby step from there instead of being like, oh my God, it's a huge journey. It's like, a cross-country journey and I'd have to go all the things it's like okay cool if you want to get to shapeshifter which is the end of your journey of the cross-country travel (laughs) (laughs) then be like okay we would get in the car we would shut the door we would turn the car on we would start driving we would start driving slowly we might start driving a little bit faster on highways and then get off the highway and park like Go at your journey that honors your body and honors your relationship to yourself or to anyone else that you're with. Thank you. And mm-hmm. you, one of the things you mentioned as, as um, uh, before is the different types of 
touch the, the blueprint so, so for people listening how might they explore that and I'd love to yeah speak to that mm-hmm. yeah well we could even do a little bit of a practice yeah please <laughs> yeah so how I was kind of mentioning earlier we can start off with some energetics so if you put one of your arms out in front of you and your other one about two feet above that with the palm facing your arm if you just play moving slightly up and down and breathing and really feeling into the palm of your hand, feeling your arm, any heat, any little body sensations that come up. Just breathe into this energetic touch because we're also not taught, we're typically not taught touch skills. So just playing with that space before you even touch your skin can be a great place to start. And then you can slowly, slowly, slowly move that palm down to actually make contact with your other arm that's outstretched. You can slowly, slowly, slowly Touch the little hairs with your fingertips. Invite you to play with the speed here. Like, can you go even slower? Go a little bit faster and then slow down again. Just holding it in a certain place feel good. And breathing and just noticing how that felt. And then you can take the arm that's touching the palm and move it, let it caress the other arm. Mm. Or massage your hand with your other hand. You can move the arm up and down to your shoulders, maybe give your shoulders a little bit of a massage, playing with like the pressure here, going back to a caressing touch and just playing with that and feeling where ah, is the pleasure in this touch or asking yourself, how can this be even more pleasurable with this sensual touch of the caressing and the massaging? being intentional here, breathing, Hmm. feeling, noticing the body sensations as you caress and massage your skin. Hmm. Then we can move into some sexual touch so you can play with your nipples. You can grab your breasts. You can circle your nipples, you can pinch your nipples, you can put your hand on your genitals, you can cup them, you can start stroking or caressing or massaging your genitals, playing with some sexual touch skill here. And then we can move into some kinky, so You could scratch your skin with your nails. You could do a little spank on your thigh or on your ass or another meaty area. Hmm. Just feel into these body sensations. You could also stop touching yourself and start to visualize a scene that's just super taboo and kinky and naughty or something you saw in Fifty Shades of Grey. Let your imagination bring some turn on if there's some psychological kink there for you to play with. And breathing into that and just noticing body sensations. Hmm.
And then we can move into shape shifters. So really let your entire body be touched here. And you might do some crusting touch on your leg while you scratch your other thigh. You might have some energetic while you play with sensual. So you could have a hand on your heart or a couple centimeters or feet from your heart while you're caressing your stomach, your breasts, your legs. Mm, just let your hands wander and play now, like total free time. If you loved a specific touch, go back to it, explore it further. Breathe into it, really connect with the touch on your body, on your skin. Hmm. And you can ask yourself, how can this be even more pleasurable? Hmm. Allow your body to respond with an answer and then follow that. Do that thing. How can it be even more pleasurable? Hmm. Hmm. And you can begin to slow down, bring this practice to a close. You might want to ground your body. So that could be putting your hands on your hips or on your thighs, just breathing. Mm. Connecting fully with your breath. Noticing the effects of that pleasure first practice. Mm. And you can just tune in to how your body's feeling now. Noticing the body sensations. And then when you're ready, you can come back to us. Open your eyes if you have them closed. Drink some water if that feels good to nourish your body. Switch off the podcast if you want to continue. Yeah. <laughs> Press pause. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you so much. That was, um, I forgot I was talking to you there <laughs> mm -hmm, my pleasure so good <laughs> and I love that you share pleasure mm. first so yeah. tell me where that's come from and why mm. yeah so pleasure first is what we do in the erotic blueprint world so we begin all of our calls with pleasure first and it's really a way of being like that's kind of like the serving from overflow like before even getting on like a client call or meetings, like it can be 30 seconds of pleasure first, or it could be 10 hours of pleasure first, depending on where you're at on your journey to play, to let yourself really be fed, to be nourished. Because again, a lot of people are walking around not realizing that their different erotic blueprint tanks are low or empty, that they've been starving for so long. And I thought I was pretty good. Like I was having multiple orgasms by the time I got into the blueprint world. And I was like, so surprised how starving I was like after really being fed and really being fed in my different blueprints and being fed as a shapeshifter. Wow. I have such different energy. I was able to like quickly expand my business. Like I went from a 16 month to a 20 K month being fed in all of my blueprints. It's a massive shift. And really taking the time to learn this, to nourish your body, to dive deep into this, to take this time, even if it's five minutes a day, to get to know you more, to play more, to fill these tanks up. It's extraordinary. It has massive impacts in your life and the people that you're connected to lives because they're going to be like, wow, there's something different about you. Like, what are you doing differently? And you're just like, glow more. <laughs> <laughs> And you get to really be the biggest and brightest, best version of yourself, which is so beautiful. Beautiful. And mm. I'd love you to share 
that's such a great place to finish, but I've got one more big question for you, which is around, yes. you know, can this be sustained for a lifetime? And, mm. you know, I believe it can, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I'd love to hear what you say to that. Hell yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hot sex for a lifetime is what you can get by learning your blueprint, discovering more about you, expanding it, playing it, healing it, speaking it, all the things. There's so much to explore. And I'm working with people who've been doing it for decades and decades and who are still like, they're the top of the industry in all of these areas. And there's still more to expand and still more to play with, which makes my like super secret soul healthy and happy and really like thriving because I desire to continue to learn, to continue to evolve and grow and expand. And to know that this is a limitless journey over a lifetime is so fulfilling, especially because now I'm at like the 10 to like a hundred orgasms a session type of woman now where it's like, cool, you can still have more. I can still have more, <laughs> especially coming from the literal no orgasms by myself or with partners until I was 25. Like it is so nourishing to me knowing that I can be fed in these areas and that there's still other ways that I can learn to feed myself. And also I can press pause at any point in time because sometimes people get in these personal development journeys and they're like, oh, I just don't want to learn another fucking thing. Like I want to be done. I want to be complete. And good news, you're already whole and complete now. But if you have a desire, if you have some craving, some inkling, some curiosity inside of you to have more, there is more for you to explore in that playful, loving, expansive energy that feels good and joyful and blissful for you. Hmm. thank mm. you so much and mm -hmm. as this is the sexy life podcast i'd love mm -hmm. to hear i feel you've shared it in many ways what living a sexy life means to you but <laughs> mm. living a sexy life means to me is being in alignment and harmony with my pleasure and honoring where my body's at so there's definitely times when my body has not craved sex and been like, okay, I'm a sex coach who didn't want to have sex that week. That's beautiful. And that's amazing. And sometimes I want to have sex every day for a month <laughs> <laughs> and travel. And I get to experience those and co-create events and times with partners where I get to have that. And it's the beauty of everything, the slowness, the healing, the resting period that my body's in sometimes and the curiosity stages and adventurous stages and expansive transformational stages I play with, because that's also an area of the blueprints as well, that there's different states and stages. So I get to be all of me. I get to experience it all as this human that I've chosen to incarnate as. Oh, thank you. Mm. And where can, I've got all your links, so I'll put them in the awesome. show notes, but is there a, a dominant place where you're online or that you suggest people check you out? Mm, yeah, the Instagram pleasure and prosperity and also my pleasure and prosperity podcast. If you want to have all the juicy details, the sexy stories that are like too hot for social media, that's where the podcast is at. And I have shared so much of my erotic blueprint journey on there and also with partners. So it's really supportive for people who are beginning their journey and want to like hear more about it. So that'd be my like top one to recommend amazing and you have an offer for people listening yes so if this has been resonating with you it's calling to your heart your pussy your body your soul your genitals and you were wanting even more i invite you to a complimentary pleasured and prosperous soul aligned strategy session where we can get clear on where you're at now where you're desiring to be in your pleasure and your prosperity in all avenues of your life, because we're not silos. We don't operate in one little area. It tends to overflow and bleed over into others. So we can get clear on what you're desiring and how to get you there. And we can share and dive into the number one thing that's holding you back from that, like that big domino piece that you focusing your energy on is going to make so many other things a lot easier, even unnecessary steps. And then we'll also go through a personalized plan for you to move forward into so much more pleasure in your life, in your relationship, in your business, in wherever you're desiring. So if that's resonating with you, I invite you to book that call. 
Thank you so much. I will put all the links in the show notes and just there's such so much juice in here for people. And just thank you for bringing your juiciness and your deliciousness and all that you are to this. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure and sending so much love to all of our beautiful listeners. Thank you for listening to the Love, Sex and Intimacy podcast with me, Sarah Rose Bright. I support women and couples across the globe to truly enjoy sex and pleasure and to create or deepen intimate relationships that are passionate and purposeful, happy and healthy, and I'd love to support you. You can book a complimentary call via my website at sarahrosebright.com to find out if my approach is right for you. And check out my website for information about my one-to-one coaching programs and any current workshops, group programs and retreats that I'm running. Wherever and whenever you are listening, wishing you a beautiful day.